0: To another episode of Crypto Chats. Um, this week, I'm actually just going to be redoing an episode I did in the very beginning uh, when my show was not a podcast but a YouTube channel uh, show thing. And I don't know really what happened to it. And something happened with the audio when. I went to, uh, you know, reformat it to to fit for the podcast, and something happened, and it just kind of didn't work. So I'm gonna redo it. I'm just gonna do it again. We're talking about chupacabras. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> so basically we all know, uh, the tale of the chupacabra and we all know, uh, I think most people at this point have like, you know, figured out how they feel about it how we know the Puerto Rican chupacabra versus the, I guess, uh, I don't want to say American chupacabra, but I'll say American chupacabra. Um, so we're going to like really just, we're going to, we're going to go into that real quick. So So basically we know that the uh, Puerto Rican chupacabra was described as a reptile-like creature uh, with like some quills in its back and like definitely really scaly and literally just like fangs and just going to town on all these goats. Um, And I I know that a lot of us know um, the truth behind that uh, specific sighting. Um, and if you don't, here you go. Uh, so basically that sighting was recorded by, uh, reported by a woman who had recently, she came out later and she had described it as the standard Puerto Rican Chupacabra, the weird alien, like lizardly looking one. Um, and she came out uh, a lot later saying, you know, I had just seen this movie. I don't remember what movie it was, but she had just seen a movie. She basically saw something she couldn't explain and described it exactly, uh, uh, the same as the creature in the movie that she had just seen. So Puerto Rican chupacabra, little lizardy boy, not, that's not it. Although I do love him. I think he's very cute, uh, but he is not, that's not who we're talking about here. So we're going to move on to the like canine description of a chupacabra, uh, you know, then that whole thing, the quote-unquote, I'm doing like really massive air quotes right here, but You know, American chupacabra, uh, but how the other, all the other sightings are reported. Um, So basically, in March of 1955, there was an attack on eight sheep. All the sheep were found with three puncture wounds in the chest area, and they were all completely drained of blood. So, that's terrifying and really creepy and weird, but, uh, you know, I guess it happens. It happens. Um, so then August 1955, we've got this woman who sees the chupacabra in Puerto Rico where 150 farm animals and pets were found killed in the same manner. Um, and this is when, you know, the classic lizard depiction of the, uh, chupacabra is born. Um, And we don't, we don't do that. We don't do that no more, as we know now. But then, uh, in 1975, there was a string of killings reported in MoCA, um, attributed to, uh, and you'll have to excuse the way I say this because I am the whitest white person you will ever meet, El Vampiro de MoCA, basically just a regional name for chupacabras. Um, and... Yeah, so basically there's a whole string of killings. Um, animals, livestock, wildlife, um, all found in the same manner, uh some with two puncture wounds, some with three, but all just drained of their blood for some reason. Um, people started to kind of relate the killings to once again, as per usual, satanic cults. Satanic panic was very strong in these days and uh so basically they said Oh, it's the cults that are doing this. Uh, I do not believe it was the cults that were doing this, but that's just my opinion. I think um, that's how I feel about most things that were attributed to Satanic Panic. Anyway, so uh, the following year... It just gets like worse and worse the following year another uh string of animals uh pets livestock wildlife etc were reported all animals found devoid of blood with three circular wounds in their chest and neck area um and that's terrifying you know but okay but Puerto Rico and like the southern part of the United States were not the only places that were reporting some of these uh, strange mutilations that they were finding. So we had... a a whole handful of countries that were experiencing this. Um, so we had the Dominican Republic, Chile, El Salvador, Argentina, Colombia, Nicaragua, Bolivia, Honduras, Panama, Brazil, Peru, and then of course the United States and Mexico, um, are all experiencing these crazy animal mutilations that nobody can explain. Um, and then what's actually interesting to me is that in October and December of 2019, or 2018, rather, sorry, uh, a bunch of reports started surfacing in India, where uh, domesticated animals and poultry um, were found killed in the same manner. And, you know, all the experts in the area blamed these street dogs, which would be consistent with, like, the the other, you know, the not reptile version of the chupacabra that we, that we know and love. Um, the one that does look a little bit more just like a feral dog. Um, so I think that's interesting. It's like this, this weird, I don't know, situation going on with all these mutilated animals reached as far as India. Um, especially coming out of South America where that's, that's a big, that's a big leap over there. So I think that's, that's interesting. Um, so in, so then in October of 2019 a video surfaced of a supposed chupacabra attacking chickens. Uh, now I have seen this video it is interesting um, I don't really know how to feel about it I think it definitely fits the fits the feral dog vibe. Um, As far as it being a chupacabra, don't know about that. I think one of the things that that really gets people in these um, situations and kind of makes you jump from, oh, well, it could have been a wild dog attack to it's a chupacabra is the fact that there is no blood found um, in these situations. Uh, Because that definitely makes it weird. Like, obviously, these dogs are not just, like, like eating blood. Um, And it's, you know, the lack of blood in this mutilation that, that definitely makes it, makes it more, more interesting and also like harder to figure out what happened. So just, just going to say that. So there was a veterinarian that examined 300 victims of chupacabra attacks that were said they were not completely bled dry, but (laughs) that's a valid point. That's fair. It's fair to say that. But, um, the fact that they're missing, a bunch of blood and it's nowhere to be found anyway is weird. You know, like them leaving a third of the blood in the body is like, yeah, okay, maybe you were full. But it doesn't really uh, explain the fact that these animals were clearly mutilated and there is no blood found where they were mutilated. So, uh, so yeah, so I I just, I don't know. I really like, the chupacabra thing really gets me because I just don't, I my brain can't, can't process some of these little factoids and stuff. Um, so as, as a lot of us know, a lot of the United States sightings have simply been boiled down to coyotes living with mange. Um, but I don't know how I feel about the accuracy of that. Um, you know, we have coyotes where I live and I've seen plenty of coyotes with mange and, Uh, They just don't really behave the way that, you know, every single um, encounter with these chupacabras have, have been described. So I don't know, they maybe that's just like a regional thing, maybe because I'm in the northeast. That's just coyotes are different here. But I'm not really sure, but you know, people really just say that coyotes and dogs are the culprit for all of these animal mutilations, uh, that explains the two bite holes. Um, but what's interesting about that is that, um, almost all, uh, victims of the chupacabra, uh, have three bite holes in them. Um, that's like a really consistent thing. There have been some with two. Um, so, you know, we can write those ones off to wild dogs or maybe just a, a chupacabra who's teething. Um, but it's, you know, that third one is really what, uh, makes it interesting is makes it harder to explain. And to my knowledge, like some of the people that have been interviewed about this and like veterinarians that have tested, uh, the blood and, you know, the people, the quote unquote experts that, i have come to the conclusion that it's just dogs, haven't really had an answer for that, because how can you? Dogs don't have that many, like, sharp, teethy boys. So I don't really know uh, what to do with that information. Okay, but we're going to talk real quick about the conspiracy theories about what chupacabras are and why they are here, because I'm obsessed with them. Some of them, specifically this first one that I'm about to share, is very sad, Uh, so the, the, it's so upsetting. It was that it's an alien pet that was left here by accident and they just never came back for it. That one only really works in the case of the reptilian, uh, depiction of the chupacabra. Well, I guess maybe it could work in the, in the dog, the feral dog one too. But, um, to me it makes more sense for that to be, uh, you know, centered around the reptilian version of the chupacabra. But regardless, that's so sad. Like, so sad. Can you, like, just imagine, we're going to, like, just take this to a really sad place real quick, Um, but can you just, like, imagine you're, like, a kid, and you go to Disney World, and you have your dog with you, and you leave your dog there by accident, and then nobody wants to go back for it? That's heartbreaking. Um, And then your dog is just, like, stuck at Disney, like, what do I do? Where do I go? Who am I? Um, and it's just sad and I'm just upset. Um, and I think the leaving it here on accident part is what makes it more sad. Um, cause if it was left here on purpose, then it's like, at least, well, like maybe you like knew what you were doing when you left it here. Oh, you know, if it was on purpose, then like, you know, you run some tests or something like still kind of sad, but not as sad as doing it on accident. Um, so yeah, that one's horrifying and heart wrenching anyway. The next conspiracy theory that was used to try to explain the existence of the chupacabra is that it was an alien animal hybrid created by NASA, which I love. That's hilarious to me because why? <laughs> why would we do that? Um, I guess. I guess the question is not why. No, it is why. It is why. Why? Why would you do that? That's uh. That's just not not smart or, uh, meaningful in any way. I just, I don't, I don't see what the point of that would be. Um, anyway, we're going to move on because this one's really, I guess, striking a nerve with me. Uh, genetically modified vampire bats. That one I do love. That one I think is fucking dope. Can you imagine a vampire bat on all fours? Like, but like big and just vibing. Like that sounds like a dream to me. That sounds so sick. I love vampire bats. They're so cute, but like take like a dog and put a vampire bat on his face instead. And that's like, that's so cool. I, that's, that's my envision of how uh, a chupacabra really looks personally. And then obviously we've got the, the final boring conspiracy theory that it's just a wild dog, which I'll say is the most realistic, but it is the most boring also. So yeah, there you guys go. That's uh, just basically a redo of an episode that I did uh, last fall (laughs) that just did not uh process properly i suppose um so yeah that's what i got for you guys uh i feel like everyone's got a a very formed opinion on on what chupacabra is at this point so i don't think i'm swaying anybody in in any direction there with that information but yeah thanks so much for listening and i will see you guys next time bye